Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Together again for the first time. <gasps> wow. Together again. Two weeks of madness. I know. Utter madness. I miss. I, I miss. It y'all. really was. This was the three of us are the back. three of us are back together. This is very nice. I could tell yeah. you, you you missed us because of the after the barrages of texts and 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 song and, and <laughs> flowers. Um, no, but no, it, it, it's um, we 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 of course kept in touch, and both Kayla and I had very 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 good reasons uh, for mm. not being here. But thankfully, our good Capitan. Was hey, running the ship. willing. That's right. I'm tired, y'all. Hubba, hubba, yeah. hubba, money, money, money. <laughs> who so do you trust? You. My friend. Matt Romano? <laughs> He's giving away free hubba, money. Hubba, hubba, who do you trust? <laughs> and where's right. me and Caitlin? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, um, here's some good news, e- even better news. Not only the three of us are reunited, but it's only the three of us. I'm happy to say that. I just shut down our reprogrammed interrogator droid AZ-00, also known as a zoo. Shut him down yeah. this week. It was it was a little dramatic. Yeah. There was some there was yeah. some fights, uh, some violence. Yeah. Caitlin, uh, leaving him on the side of of a bridge just didn't do anything for yeah, he didn't like his that. programming. Let's just say. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I tried. Um, I tried to let him adapt to his natural environment. I felt like he would thrive in New York, you know, on the side of a bridge. Like, yeah, his, he's his like, natural you know, environment. He's, yeah, he's, I guess he's yeah. uh, he, he's scrappy. Uh, he mouths off. Yeah, he does have that "you do you" attitude, you know. That he does say that a lot. There was a there was a person outside my apartment wandering back and forth for two hours this afternoon, <laughs> screaming, just screaming, oh. and I thought, you know what? If anyone could have survived in New York City, it would have been a zoo. <laughs> I feel like that would have made a zoo uncomfortable, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> the, the gentleman screaming. To be fair. 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 Um, I did come in and knock on your door and apologize for doing that. <laughs> Here's the thing. We were recording it. This is very real. We were recording at 730 at night. It has been dark for like two hours in New York. This man has been uh, outside wandering the street for three hours, and he is still screaming. I said I was oh, sorry. Oh, still there? <laughs> he's still there. No, I've since <laughs> yeah, stopped. Brian, I, yeah. I, I, I went back home to record. You, you, you had someone step in. Yeah. How much further do we need to take this bit? I'm thinking another five minutes. Um, no, but a zoo is just not a Brooklyn droid. It's okay. Um, we'll, we'll see what his deal is. If anyone is curious... Uh, reevaluate your priorities because you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> what no, a stunning it, endorsement for a zoo. Yeah, yeah. 
We're recording on November 9th, 2022, and we're ready to jump into episode 10 of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. But before we do that, oh, we've got some exciting news about the Acolyte. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it to Caitlin and Bush for a little news on the march. News on the march. Why, thank you, Brian. Uh, gentlemen, we've been bereft of Star Wars news for, for, for movies, for television. I feel like we haven't gotten specifics on any of all of these promised shows and movies for quite a while. But this week, a couple of days ago, we ate. We we got some Ooh, details. Yes. Some juicy, yeah. juicy details. Delicious. About, as Brian mentioned... The Acolyte, of course, uh, directed by the wonderful Leslie Headland, who is best known probably for uh, her work on Russian Doll. Sweet birthday, baby. Having fun. The universe is trying to f*** with me, and I refuse to engage. I mean, I know her from a a criticized rom-com slash comedy that I really like from 2012 called Bachelorette, but that's neither here nor there. I've never the Bachelorette? Heard of that. Yeah. Chances are, yeah, if what? you like it, then, I, then it's up it's, my alley. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like there's, Bachelorette there's nothing... has a problem. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Not, not the show, The Bachelorette with the ladies no, and the a roses. a movie called Bachelorette. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, however, we have a synopsis from StarWars.com, so we know that this is real. We know this is not a leak. This is not anything. This is actually posted. And therefore, I quote... The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Intriguing, one might say. Intriguing, one might say. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. To see something like this in in live action, an era of Star Wars we haven't seen before in live action. It's mind boggling. Mind boggling. Uh, and we also, <laughs> we also we uh, also got some we got some of the cast. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Caitlin, hit, hit hit me with the cast because I I I I I'm I'm busting with this. Cast. Incredible. So so joining the previously announced Amanda Stenberg, uh, the hate you give. Uh, I love love this kid. Uh, are she also also in Bachelorette? <laughs> Uh, no, a little too young for that, I think, but, but, but oh, okay. props to her. But joining Ms. Stimberg are Emmy Award winner Lee Jong-Jae, who people know from Squid Game, uh, Manny Jacinto from The Good Place. Portals! Oh, it's so good. And, and Matt Top Gun Maverick. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Daphne Keene. <laughs> Who everyone knows from Logan and his Dark Materials. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see her back on screen. Mm-hmm. Jody Turner Smith of Queen and Slim, Rebecca Henderson of Inventing Anna, Charlie Barnett from Russian Doll. So we're getting a little bit of a familiar face along with Leslie, Dean Charles Chapman from Game of Thrones, and Carrie Ann Moss. The legend herself from the Matrix, and let's be honest, Brian's dreams. Yep. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. There yeah. we go. True. Brian's yep. dreams. No lie detected. There we go. But guys, <laughs> that this is a, uh, a banger is of a cast. Stacked. Yeah. Capital S. Caitlin, if I may, who, who excites you the most in this list of, of just of riches? Here? It's got to be Daphne Keene. Like, yeah. she's so talented. Mm. And the fact that we, we also, she was so young when she was in Logan, but she was a star. Like, very clearly, there's, there's just oh, yeah. something there. There's a spark. There's a, there's something in her eye that I'm just like, you're going to be a star, kid. And look at this. Yeah. And she just continues <laughs> on. I, I, she kind of stole that movie. For me. Right, right up. She worked. She was she was toe to toe with Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. And then to just go and she's the perfect Lyra in his Dark Materials, which mm-hmm. is soon almost, which is almost back. It's going to be back, but it's, oh, we're, we're not that. done yeah. with we're not done with fantasy this year yet. It's still season going. three Jeez. of that show <laughs> is is happening this year, um, for the third and final season. And there, if you know his Dark Materials and the book The Amber Spyglass. Things get really, really weird, and they're doing all the weird stuff. All right. There might not be a lot of it, but they're doing all of it, and I can't wait to see what happens with her and see if I cry as much. This is a book you weep at the end of it, so I'm wondering to see if I weep. Anyway, (laughs) you don't cry, you weep, you weep. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I I do. I'm I'm telling, dude, it's a much different cry. It's a much different type of cry. Honestly, I wept for hours when I finished. It's more like a baby. No, it was not pretty. It was not attractive. Um, I was put on lists. Um, Yeah, no, yeah, I love Tommen. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, <laughs> who doesn't I have, love uh, the Tommen? T-shirt? I who doesn't have love the Tommen? action figure? Fan, famous yeah, fan yeah. favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Carrie Ann Moss for me. Yeah. Just because I, I'm dying to know what side she's on, man. Oh my God. And she can play both what sides real good. Would Wouldn't it be interesting if? Because I'm just kind of seeing Carrie Ann Moss as, as the as the returning Sith. Wouldn't it be interesting if if Daphne Keene was somehow the Sith? Oh my god! I mean, but that would be if, amazing. What if Carrie Ann Moss, Moss is, the master. is? What if Carrie Ann Moss is her master and is and and Daphne Keene is her apprentice? And and Ooh. Manny Jacinto was the Sith. <laughs> 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 Who's the droid? Who's the sassy droid out of the bunch here? Uh, Who's a droid? <laughs> it's it's gotta be uh, 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 Charlie Barnett, right? Oh yeah, that would be uh, cool. I mean, He'd that's be a, a great droid, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like it's interesting. It's it's going to be interesting to see if because because people are already betting it's you know about Plagueis. It's like in this time period, oh. Plagueis. They're like saying he has to be in it. Plagueis has to be in it. It's like well, not necessarily. It doesn't, doesn't have to be. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. If this is so many years earlier, it depends. But there is a possibility. So one of these people could be playing Plagueis. There's over always every possibility that. Plagueis is just not Plagueis. the show. Yeah, exactly. Matt Romano yeah. is just it's me. It's me. I'm playing. I am playing. So Plagueis. Plagueis. Been cast yeah. as Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> right here, it's happening. It's like so. It's a hey. It's a he. It's a Darth Plagueis. <laughs> That's what uh, he is. Line. Okay, all right. We're already writing the script. And that has been news on the march. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very satisfied with that segment. I thought that segment went really well. I think that I was yeah, you know, natural, and we are back. We're back, boys. <laughs> we're back, <laughs> rolling along. The boys are back in town. Are, do you? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling like we're? Hey, back? I never left, baby. I've been here the That's whole true. time. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That is true. That is very, very true. 
well, with that, we're going to charge into episode 10 of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it, so be warned that we're about to get into severe spoiler territory. Werner Herzog is not speaking to anyone right now. Uh, nope. I think still. he has secluded himself in a frozen yurt. Um, and we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to torch him out of there. More than but, fair. but don't yeah. but don't worry. We we got a replacement, and this is one that the number one thing that our listeners asked us for this week was this. <laughs> yeah, enough. so we're gonna give it to him. Give I it to know him, what's Brian. I know what's coming, and I'm really I don't know if I'm if I'm impressed or disappointed. That I'm teetering okay. on a line. Caitlin, usually with me, it's a mixture of both yeah. from experience and, and, and from Christmas cards I get every year. They usually say that. So, <laughs> listeners who ask for this, your wish has been granted to sound the spoiler clacks. And this week, please help me welcome Edie Khan. Hey. Thank you all for having me. Uncle Harlow gave me the message and told me to come to this studio. Matt Romano, I have to say, your color is looking a little bit higher Ooh, than thank, usual. Thank that was not a compliment at Ooh, all. Thank, oh, don't oh, okay, don't okay, be right. a disappointment right. like <laughs> Cyril. He's such a disappointment. But in oh, he's a good boy. Case, yeah. he's, he's really not. Sound the spoiler toxin, and then we'll all eat some cereal and know the spoilers will be coming. And what is there, Caitlin Ember? There's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars and or Season 1, Episode 10, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it! We've all done terrible things on behalf of the Rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor Season 1, Episode 10, released on Disney Plus on November 9th, 2022, directed by Toby Haynes, written once again by Bo Willimon. And just to get this out of the way, because it, it might inform our discussion, we heard that filming has begun for Season 2 of this show. Mm. And mm. Tony Gilroy <sighs> has said, we're going to Yavin. So that's Whoa. where all of this is going. We're already yeah. heading. Chills. That's, and you can kind of see the seeds of it here. The title of this episode, One Way Out, Matt Airhorns, please. Oh, I was ready for this. Here you go. Oh, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Mm. So mm. I think the promise of a... Never more than 12. Never more than 12 is definitely that... Fulfilled, fulfilled. This episode. Mm-hmm. absolutely. But just yep. as we did with the heist, the build up to the heist, we've been building up to this breaking point with the prison escape. And I want to hear what you guys think of it. Initial impressions of everything that we saw, Caitlin and Bush. I loved this episode. Oh my god, I was on the edge of my seat. I was, I, I, I teared up at one point. I, my heart was beating. My, my heart fell into my stomach. This is, and we we were discussing this before uh, before we started recording, but I think I am I am ready to put down the gauntlet as of November 9th, uh, 2022 at 7.50 p.m. This is the best episode of television that has aired this year. Straight wow. up. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, yep. she said it like it's canon. So far, the canon, canon. Oh, it's there canon. Go. Sound the hot take alarm. <laughs> and just because uh, I got the feeling from, from you, Caitlin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to do this anyway uh, for myself. 
Mind blown. Yes. There you go. Absolutely. As you were, Caitlin Bush. Sorry to cut you off there with sound effects. I think that's that's really all we can say about it. It is excellent television. The music, overwhelmingly just just emotional. Uh, The pacing, the the character development, the Andy Circus. I'm I I was (laughs) awed. I could only. This is the only thing I could think about for the rest of the day after I watch this. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I a couple things about what you just said, though, Caitlin, mm. because being the best and you didn't say best episode of genre television. No, I said you just said episode television. of television. And that is really saying something because this year yeah. has been not only rich in every genre show you can imagine and a lot of it just fantastic. And it's not done, but at television in general. And I know that we all enjoy all kinds of television. That's even not genre. So that really is saying something and that you're not alone in that thought where people that don't like star Wars at all are watching this and saying, this is the greatest thing I've seen. They've been saying that about the show, but this episode, but also I want to ping off what you said about the music mm, because I thought I was you thinking might, about I thought this, you might agree. listening to the soundtracks. And if there's one thing not missing, but that has taken a little adjustment in that is that this isn't always a symphonic uh, score. It's definitely not that. That's very true. It's more atmospheric. Yeah. It's not themey like Williams or Kevin Kiner would give you. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and it took me some adjusting, but when and Nicholas Patel obviously can do that as he does on succession mm-hmm. and in all of his mm-hmm. other work, but when he wants to kick you in the metaphorical balls with the music and get the emotion up. He doesn't need to use legacy themes. He's doing just something. His, his thing, it happened with in the eye. It happened in the, with the, with the heist at the culmination. He does it again here. Here as they're, as they are, uh, we've already sounded the spoiler klaxon, but as they are escaping and the, the, the build and the anticipation. And I felt like he slapped me across the face with an entire orchestra and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, an, or- an orchestra of like bending saws, yes, you know, like, exactly. like however you get a weird, wow, 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 you know, yeah. real out of that and going even, on. <laughs> and it's, it's even one step beyond, um, cause Ludwig Goranson is still for all of, the wonderful, wacky, weird stuff he oh, has. Oh, yeah, we don't have his still, sound machine, yeah. He can still have a firm, we know what Mando's theme is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we, we know what Boba's theme was. I couldn't really hum any, not that this matters with music, but there's no real, there, there are some themes, but they're very atmospheric, and mm. he doesn't, but what he manages to do with that is just kind of astounding to me. Matt Romano, thought, general impressions, thoughts on this episode. I'm, I'm getting the feeling that you agree with what Caitlin, uh, the thoughts of the es- esteemable Caitlin and Bush. Oh, the esteemable 1000 <laughs> percent. Do I agree? I mean, this this might this is definitely my favorite arc of, of the series so far. Mm-hmm. The prison arc. The, uh, the These episodes have yeah, been beautiful. Same. I can't wait to go same. back and just watch all three of them back to back. Um, I say that all the time, but I can't wait to do it. Can't this wait to do especially. it. Might do it as soon as we're done. You yeah, can't wait, everybody. Damn it. <laughs> but also, the whole time I'm thinking this episode is like, this show has to get all of the awards. They they talk about this every award season, how uh, sci-fi and fantasy shows always get hosed in in movies and television. <laughs> you know, they. I mean, like, they get, Which, they get the yes. special effects awards. They get the costumes. You just conjured an image that was really funny. <laughs> Getting hosed. <laughs> <laughs> 
like they just have the cast of House of the Dragon just getting like Pedro off Pascal stage. is yeah, just exactly. standing on the on the thing and they yeah. have a fire hose just All like right. knocking him back in. Light him up everybody and Pedro's like oh what the it's like Yoda baby's just being like washed away in this fireman yeah. jet of water. <laughs> but no this show is gonna need to take home like acting categories because there are there's mm. multiple scenes in this episode where I was just like reduced to a puddle of mush yes. because the dialogue was so good the acting was so good the sets were so good the music was so good like it th- this is like peak television and it's star wars and it deserves its its uh, yes. flowers and i think we're all we're all yeah. thinking of the same two monologues that really oh, deserve yeah. the this, standout uh, yeah. like yep. Call, yeah. call them out. Call them out, Caitlin. Ambush. Three. I'm going to say three. I'm going to three scenes, but but but, so but go. The two I think that immediately come to mind are Andy Serkis's monologue as yes. well as uh, what we get from Luthen. As I use the actor's name and the character's name, because that's just where they are at this point in my time. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. uh, and then Matt, you said there was a third one, right? Well, yeah, and then the scene with Mon Mothma, like her yeah. one scene in the episode, yeah. that whole, uh, she, which we'll she, get into. She had some very, very subtle work and reactions or whatever else, but no Intrigue. less incredible. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't necessarily love the term prestige television, but yeah, I think or whatever it is, yeah. deser- this deserves it. And if and I and I also don't think you can lift this show up and love it and celebrate it without pushing the others down. Oh, no, absolutely. I, yeah. Imperfectly like I can love Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi and <laughs> yeah. do and yes. still love this. I love this, you know, yeah. on its own thing. And and that doesn't mean it's like there's no need to just slander those other they're doing very different things. It's right. okay to pile positivity yeah. on top of positivity sometimes, yeah. all it's, like it's, that that can mm-hmm. stop. I mean, this is just a year of riches with the, the, those three shows combined with Tales of the Jedi combined with books and comics and whatever else. It's a year of riches, so just lean into it. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's it's just there's no no need to be like, see, this is what the other shows don't have. And it's like it's like just let's let's take it. Let's shave fifteen percent. Yeah, off. exactly. Enjoy for what it is. Yeah. So man. so talking about the key the speech from Keno Loy um that you brought up, Caitlin, and an incredible incredibly written, incredibly performed mm. by the always brilliant Andy Circus. And the one way out becomes of the title becomes a battle cry. But do you think it has a multiple meaning? Because could could the quote unquote one way not, he says, you know, kill, climb, you know, do whatever you have to do. But he also says, do it together. He says, mm. we, we need to help each other. You, you see someone confused, someone lost, you get them moving and you keep them moving. So is the one way out, could that mean that the one way out is together? Is all of us, is the only way it's going to work? Gonna go to Matt Romano first with this question. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And this is like my new, I feel like battle cry for everything. Yes. I mean, I found this speech to be just beautiful. And that is exactly what I got from it. It's like the 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 one way out is together. You see somebody down on the ground, somebody falls, you pick them up and you keep going. And what a what a what a statement to make at a time where it is every man for himself. And that moment they're choosing not to just like step over each other, but mm. all get out together because that's the only way they're going to get out is their, their strength in numbers. And uh, what a lesson to take uh, from Star Wars. Yes. As you see, there are weaker among them. There's somebody, they're, they're older people. There are people that are not as spry. Um, yeah. So 
that message where this could have been a stampede and thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Takes the time to add this into there. And that's a pivotal thing in the rebellion. No, somebody else is down. You don't just pass them by. You help Mm -hmm. them up and you bring them with you. They are part of your mission. There is one way out right now. The building is ours. Yeah. So I thought that was very powerful. Thoughts on this, Caitlin and Bush? Yeah, I think it's it's Andy Serkis's delivery of this, the way in which he is, the, the way that it builds. It's the combination of the music, of the look in his eyes, the tears, the way that he's shaking, the... Oh, yeah. Even the the way that the sound system in this prison kind of deepens his voice a little bit naturally. He's not even it's just the way that that this system works. <laughs> I like, love that. Yeah, I love that whole right. like, man behind the curtain uh, loudspeaker. Absolutely. Like the, the, the Empire sound. And, yes. uh, even, in the, even in the credits, <laughs> yeah. a character is listed as voice of God. Right. Oh, sure interesting. That's one of yeah. the controllers who's saying, you know, get on program. Yeah. And everything. And so they don't, they don't so, live the episode, And so. so now we have Andy Circus as this new, newly born, reborn voice of God with with uh, Cassian. I know we'll get to this in a second, but just being like, there's there's more to you in all of this. You've been doing this for so long. You know how to direct these men. It's the combination of the two of them. Like, like Kino's speech is amazing, but it's thinking off that leads leads into my next question, which is, which you're, which we're going right into. And if I may add, what does the voice of God need with a starship? Um, (laughs) It turns out nothing, but the voice of God could use a boat maybe or a raft, but um, more on that in a little bit. Cat, you're right that Cassian pushing him to do it is great because Cassian can't give the speech himself. Mm. It has to come from Kino because he's in that position. Cassian, we see why because Cassian starts talking earlier. Nobody believes him. They believe yeah. it coming from Kino, however. Every, he's the voice that's going to unite them. And he pushes them. You, you already touched on this, Caitlin, because he's like, is that the best you got? He's like, yeah. he's inspiring him. He's like, he needs him. But this has to come from you. And you see Circus grow from a little reluctant and I'm going to touch on something else I think is here in here in a little bit, but grows and then he gets confident and then he just, a star is born Yeah, by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, he's, right. he's, yeah. he's ready for his Broadway debut at the end of this. In that aspect, as well as Cassian's line, I'd rather die trying to take them down than die giving them what they want. Mm. Aside from he uses the word try and there is no try in terms of Yoda. That's a whole other conversation because yes. I still think you might succeed or you might fail. It's the attempt that matters, and that's not nothing. But that is a whole tangent we don't have to go in. <laughs> but in terms of what I've already said, Caitlin, this thing, Cassian pushing him to do this. Cassian say, get, finally taking what Luthen said towards the beginning of the show seriously. Wouldn't you rather give it all for something real? He's becoming more and more the guy we know from Rogue One, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, and I'm happy that we're talking about this too because the entire time I was, I was watching this. You know, it's the the beauty of it is the back and forth between between these two characters, wherein you can see Cassian realizing in real time, I am but a tool to to uh, better this this space and to provide what I can, but I am not going to be the front man. I am not the person on the front lines. I am I am the spy. I am the 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 chisel. I am the thing that that helps uh, refine 
what it is that this movement or this positivity stands for. But I know that my strength is not as a leader outright at the front of the lines. And it is this is his first instance, I think, really, of realizing that he can do good and he can make change without actually having to make himself uncomfortable and putting him in a space where that's not what he thinks he's meant to be. It is. It's, it's true. It's. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is fast. The chills no, that I had. It really is, not, only, <laughs> not, not only is he growing into more like Luthen, because Luthen is like that. And as we will get to it in a little bit, Luthen's speech is this is not for me. I'm, I'm I've written myself off. This is for this. I'll never see the end of this. Might not live to see the glory, but I'll gladly join the fight kind of thing. Mm, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be gone. This is for people that I'll never know or never see. And that's fine with him. Cassian, as we know, ends up in a similar place and also in his role as Fulcrum in certain other stories. Mm. Um, you never, you just see the symbol. You never know who he is. And we also know that Luthen does do, has done dubious things. We know that Cassian, by the time Rogue, Rogue One pulls around, has done things that are necessary, but aren't highlighted on the Join the Rebellion posters. All right. Yes, there it's we go. like, join the Rebellion and shoot this guy in the back because he can't climb. <laughs> so it, we never really brought it up, but but farewell to this prison, to Narkina 5, um, which really, we, one thing we never, I don't think we brought it up, but it really evokes THX 1138, um, not only in aesthetic, but with the compliance stuff, the failure to comply, stay on program, yes. all of that. That's the images of that specific cyberpunk dystopia from that movie, which listeners, if, if you haven't seen that movie, it's it's I mean, George Lucas himself said, had to make a lot. Yeah, of, Caitlin and I haven't seen it. We, we talked about we it. The week we were out. We haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. He, well. he, I, he's, he <laughs> will say that that was his first real Hollywood picture. It was based on his short film that he made of the same title, which put him on the map. And he had to make a lot of. What, what's the word? A lot of compromises, a lot of compromises mm. that he didn't want to make. But the short film, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube or somewhere else. I, I, you might not like the, the full movie, but the short film is excellent. That's a cool homage see, to Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. If you right. want to see George Lucas begins, check out the short film. And okay. What he so does now Matt, Matt, this keeps coming up, Matt. I think we have to. I think we All have right. To we'll know. see it. We'll go see the we'll THX. Do the it's a short, it's not Twist a my arm. It's a short film. Okay. It's the yeah. sound. It's, it's also, you know? yeah. And it's I know a it's sound. Not top gun, <laughs> <but>. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we've already mentioned this, but someone, um, well, it's time for our uh, Mon Mothma of the week. Ooh. Let's check in. Because um, everyone, I, I love this, they're failing to comply in the prison. They keep saying it's like they're failing to comply, failing to comply, and then they burst in and start shooting. It's like, yeah, they're failing to comply in a big way. Also failing to comply is Double M. Mm. She meets with Davos Skulden, who agrees to help her. But all of the previous talk and talk within this episode about Chandrillan arranged marriages, it's not just a random detail. It's a feature. Ooh, there's There was a gun because they're going to use the gun. Look yeah, at that. It's, so it's Chekhov's Chandrillan arranged marriages. Um, and, or, and, and, you know, maybe the squigs will be in play. Who knows? Uh, Matt, yeah. your, your poison squig idea that's a little ending of Breaking Bad at the same time. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's going to happen. I, I don't. Well, it could, I don't know. It's not. You know, we'll yeah, see, yeah, but it's probably not. You, yeah, yeah. You'll really have called it if it does. 
<laughs> so he wants his 14-year-old son betrothed to Double M's 13-year-old daughter. And part of me is like, well, she's kind of awful. Okay, go ahead and do it. <laughs> um, but something that tells me, censors at the ready, that face parent mm, mm, will mm-hmm. be all about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in general, oh, yeah. aside from thoughts on that and what Double M may be thinking about that, as well as we have to say again how brilliant Genevieve O'Reilly is in this scene. It's very un- it's not as showy or flashy and she doesn't get a big speech like the others. I do think that's coming. How much of Double M today that we know of today do you think is rooted in having to deal with these antiquarian Chandrillan customs and possibly going with some but not complying with them? Do you think she learned her 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 ways of non-compliance through dealing with these bullshit Chandrillan <laughs> stuff that she's just is just thrust upon her Matt Romano yeah I mean I can I can totally see that I mean that's I I think I said this last week but she's obviously someone that is like a a product of her environment and she's like rebelling against the norm you know she's she sees the ills of the society she's you know probably like a lot of us that you know well how do I say this Hmm. <laughs> How do you? Uh, what, 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 what are you? Try, what are you trying? What are you trying to say? Yeah, that's let's sound it out. Yeah, let's, let's sound, sound it out. out. There's parts of your culture like you want to keep, and there's parts of your culture you want to like abandon. You know, like there's some mm. traditions that are kind of cool to keep around. Right. Uh, no, if that makes you, any sense. You, no, it does. Like you, you're. We're all a product of our. We're we're all. A, I get it. We're all a product of our, of our environment, and there are. But there are parts that, as we grow and we learn, we realize that that the environment that we grew up in in the first place is toxic and and horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Caitlin and Bush. Before before we get off this topic. Do, do, are, are you ever? The more we hear about Chandrilla, do, every time I, a scene happens. And I feel that, Matt, you know the clip that I'm going to want you to play after I say this. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, Chandrilla straight up sucks. Dude, Matt straight up sucks. <laughs> it really does. Do you ever have that feeling of everything we learn about? It's, I thought this was a cool place. Like, and I'm like I don't want to go there. I was a cool guy. I, yeah, I really don't want to go there. I mean, because you'd get betrothed. I think I'd get betrothed immediately, and I don't want that. I've been there, and I I have like five betrothals going on, and I'm like, ladies, can Whoa. we give it a rest? Get this guy another one. Yeah. That sounds yeah. miserable. Why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm on the run from Chandrillins. It's Mon's uh, <laughs> reaction in which she, you know, she immediately kicks this guy out. She's like, there's anger in her in this silence that she has afterward, but there's fear. There's so much fear because I think this is the first time that she is really coming to grips with the fact that her actions have, she doesn't care necessarily about the consequences for her, since it's the ready shitty ass husband, but her daughter. Or herself. Or herself, but Mm -hmm. her daughter. As, as, As strained as their relationship is, the last thing that she wants to do is to bring her child into this against her will, without her knowledge, putting her in danger. And this all of a sudden immediately became very real for her, I think, right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's how how far are you willing to go? Yeah. It's like for the cause. Everyone else is making incredible sacrifices here. Are you willing? Yeah, and her and her thought daughter? I think isn't is yeah. is you know I'm willing to make this sacrifice, but I think unlike a lot of the other people, and I, I admire her for this, as we we always love Mon, but the this, what so many other people I think in the rebellion are saying, 
oh, of course I'm willing to sacrifice everything, but they themselves are willing to. Mon is thinking in terms of, well, my daughter didn't ask to be brought into this. You know, yeah. what right yeah. do I have to do this? She's also not with a hundred oh. rebels who are about to get blown up mm. just to, you know, keep a sleeper secret. Yeah. But uh, Matt, what you you were you were on the verge of something. What you got? Well, yeah, but I think it's also I think a little bit deeper than this because she doesn't mm. want to see like her daughter go through what she had to go through. So yeah. the reason why yeah. she's rebelling against being Centrillin is it? Would you be Centrillin, right? Centrillin. <laughs> Sandrillin. Chandrillin. Chandrillin. Chandrilla. Chandrillin. Okay, okay, great. So, you know, she does, you know, she had to grow up Chandrillin. Sorry, I just got really bitchy. About that. <laughs> no, I haven't been able to pronounce a name or a place in this show. Like, Please get it right. It is important to me. Chinchillin. I don't care. Okay. I'm not from there. What the hell yeah, do I care? But, but, so, but, but back to the point. And chit, 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 chinchillas. Chit, chitty, chitty, bang, bang the planet. But but Matt, I like that I like that point though. Yeah, she doesn't want to see of, like her daughter of, have to go yeah. through what she went through. She doesn't you know? want and her that, daughter like, to have to have a loveless idiotic marriage with another. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. but we don't know who Scalding Son is. He could be cool, but still, it's <laughs> who do you think's gonna walk in here? Like uh, yeah. I don't know. Like like it's it's not. <laughs> Look, it's not going to be Steve Gutenberg walking in. It's not going to be. Yeah. You know, I love Mahoney. that Steve. Gu- I love that Steve Gutenberg is yeah. like your. Was the is, first name that came is in. Your, is like your your hot as, like like. That is Richard W. Scolden. Please welcome to Star Wars, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> like three minute a baby police academy. Steve Gutenberg. Like, like, yeah, that this is, a is the really guy. random. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now, I was going to watch um, it be like Harry Styles walks in and just like my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. Uh, we don't. You know, we don't need no. that. That's we the new way. That's the new way. I'd rather have. He's already in the yeah, MCU. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. we don't need it. Um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some crap for that. Okay. Now there's no what what didn't I miss this week? Let's just say hey we missed a lot. Whoops. Uh, but I will mention that. We do get an even better look at an item in Luthen's gallery. Oh, we I'm saw it last so week, happy you're bringing this up. I yeah. I paused we and went back oh several my times. Gosh, and and you and and so did I. And it is there because it's in the episode last week, but it doesn't get a full on centered shot like it does this time. Mm. And it's a headpiece that is either the same or an identical design to one that Padme wears in Attack of the Clones. It's that gold crescent thing on her yes. head. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when they're like this, hiding, right? What's that? When, when they're, they're like hiding, when they're like and going into wearing, hiding. She's wearing it as like a headpiece yeah. along with a shawl yeah. and like all of these other yeah, the things. Shawl. Yeah, the shawl, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're on the transport, yeah. right? On the transport. Yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, traveling as refugees. And yes. But yes. once they yeah. get off at Naboo and she's in front of Queen Jimela, it's it's in all its glory. She's the senator there, so we see it. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, okay. And it's really go- gorgeous design, and it helps that it's on Natalie Portman's head. But So mm. the question, is this just, do you think this is just a little detail? Uh, hey, what do we got around the workshop to throw in this scene? You know, what else do we got lying mm. around? Or could Luthen possibly, and I can't believe I'm, I'm going this route, have some kind Ooh. of tie to Padme? Is this, uh, is this another one by the oh, same headpiece please. designer? Or is this literally Padme's own property? I'm I can't believe I'm doing this, but I want to go to conspiracy oh, no. lover Matt Romano ah. for his thoughts on <laughs> Matt. this. Matt, 
Ooh, give me, you're, give you're me not something, like what dude. I have to say, give me if something, dude. Like you even, if you say the name Snoke, I'm gonna give no, no, give no, 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 no. I can give, say Snoke. No Snoke. No, no. Listen, Luthen is a uh, is a tomb raider. I hate to say it, and uh, he he raids tombs, and he uh, he snuck into Nambu into the Padme mausoleum, and he uh, had his his way with all the cups. And uh, the the cats are sarcophaguses and headdresses. All right. All right. Already. Already. I I see Matt's thinking that she was that like the Naboo bury their people like the Egyptians did with all of their things and their earthly goods in the afterlife. I love this. Why do you think that? Why do you think that Padme Amidala would want? To have a grave like a pharaoh. Is, no, because is one question. because they want. She oh, doesn't she want it. The people choice. of Naboo want to yeah. give her that. Yeah, the people of Naboo. I'm here yeah. with Matt. Yeah, okay. I love this. So it's like she we're serves. gonna bury I'm her. Here to serve. Serve. So let's bury her says. with this headpiece that she wore once three years ago. <laughs> yes, it was her favorite headpiece, Brian. Yeah. We don't know that. It was when she re. Which when she emotionally connected once again with her well, husband. Thank, thankfully, yeah. I have yeah. I have canon on my side here because <laughs> it just so happens in the comics we. Do see Padme's set us up, Matt. and oh, the Amidalans yeah. in that time period are protecting it. And no, this headpiece is not in there, and the, the tomb is not just. It's the if you know, you know. Yeah. If you don't know, <laughs> Matt Romano, right, Matt. I've brought them up. Okay, yeah. I've brought them up on the show before, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm I guess I'm, I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> he was blocking you out. In fairness to you, Matt, I don't think anyone was. Anyone um, was but, um, but no, I, I don't think he broke into the tomb. But do you think, past that cockamamie theory that's not true at all, yeah. um, do you, so, with love. Um, <laughs> don't ask. Parentheses with love. No, I know, it's, love. My own, it's, it's my census at the ready. It's my own f***ing fault. I know. But do you think that, aside from that, that he knew her? Isn't it possible that he knew her? That he had some connection Absolutely. to her personally? Could he be from Naboo? I would love for him. He's fancy enough. He's fancy enough. He's fancy enough enough to be from Naboo. He's fancy. Yeah. Do you think he? Where where do you think he got that extendable cane? He's a fancy man. I'm asking you, Matt Romano. All those capes. A lot of capes. capes. In the end of episode, he has the most one of the most dramatic capes that we've seen since Darth Vader. Yeah. You're just hung up on the Tomb Raider theory, aren't you? He's a Tomb Raider. Okay. Okay. Matt Romano, you've really let me down here. I'm sorry. You know. Really? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I hate to tell you. I hate to entertained. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry too. Uh, Brian, you got anything else for us in this in this segment, or are you just gonna gonna riff on this whole headpiece thing oh, for a second? Oh, Caitlin, am I yeah. sorry? Was it was I? I'm sorry. Fifteen was I more have, minutes on the headpiece. No, I love was it. I have, you think? <laughs> I love you think fifteen? <laughs> see, what you did was you put the headpiece on a stick at a certain time of day, and a beam shone through here, which made a beam on the floor. Yep. Which led to the exact location of the well. Thank you, Indy. They they, they they stick their fruit onto it. And hey, they eat their uh, fruit Brian, off tell of us it. about the comm panel in yeah. the prison so, control okay. room. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Caitlin. I was having fun. <laughs> no, for a I love okay. this. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. You, you're always right. Okay. Thank you. The love. comm panels in the prison control room are very similar to the one in the Death Star detention block in A New Hope. The very one where Han says, "We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Did you guys? Did you notice that, Matt? I Romano? did." I did. I did. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you, but now, it, Matt, it, do you think it's? Do you think he he they uh they using it? They broke into a tomb to of, of the Death Star in the future to get this. <laughs> that now and now you're being absolutely ridiculous, Brian. But what I will say, what is, a wonderful change of pace. Yeah, it's would great. You, oh, sorry. Go go on, Matt. Yeah. 
<laughs> this has been, you know, uh, Easter eggs galore in this show in terms of just like the equipment. Yeah. You know, uh, we talked about oh, this last yeah. week, but yeah. like when they're interrogating Bix, there's like uh, the cameras, the same yes. cameras that are in the oh detention block. Yeah. You know, it's like little things, little, little aesthetic uh, accoutrements in the in the show that I really like. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 standard uh, imperial accoutrement design is is on yes. point, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah, it's very nice. I'd cosign. I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd I would dig agree the aesthetic. Second. Yep. Now, at certain points in this episode, <laughs> here's here's a thought on Kino. It's when it's when he's starting to give the speech, and at a couple other points, he has this fearful look in his eyes. And at first, I thought, okay, he's just scared, a little scared about the mission that he might not make it out. You know, the break would happen, but he might not make it himself. I'm like, OK, he's a little he's a little scared that he might not make it. We then get to the final stage of the breakout and it's jumping into the sea is the final stage. And this is where Kino reveals he can't swim. Uh, and but here's the thing. He would have known that this is the final part of the plan. Both him and Cassian would have known, OK, is if we get to this ledge, all we have to do is jump in the sea and then we're good. So he would have known that, don't you think? Because were those looks of fear because he knew that they would end up in this place. And no matter what happened, whether they got there, whether they didn't, if even if everything went well, this was going to end with him on the ledge, not being able to swim. He's prepared to give it all for something real, but something he knew he wouldn't survive. Is this the fear kind of in his death that he's going to help others, but ultimately he's not going to make it himself, Caitlin and Bush? This, this killed me a little bit. I think, I think everyone watching this, you know, the, the, the buildup, the, the emotion, the adrenaline, everything, they finally get to their, their end. And then the way that Cassian looks at him when he says, can't swim. And the way that my heart just like sunk all the way down into my stomach. And Cassian gets pulled off. It's worth noting. He would not have left. He would not have left him, but he, he gets uh, not even pulled off the, in the, in the frenzy or whatever. He gets knocked off. He gets knocked off of the ledge. Mm -hmm. He would have figured, you know, you get the sense that him and Cassian have now built this, this trust and this solidarity that to the point where Cassian would have stayed and found a way to get this man off of this. Oh, he would have been a human boat and got him off. Exactly. You know, he would have got float on him. He would have, yeah, the Titanic Jack and Rose door, you know, find a way to, <laughs> yeah, Jack to and Rose, float yeah. on that damn door. Yes. And, and so now, you know, as far as we know, Kino is stuck on this rock with all of these angry, betrayed, humiliated guards. Well, only only about 11. But, yeah, they're all hiding. That's a good point. And they're I all cowards. And so, you know, there there's so many ways you go about it. You know, is he going to jump anyway and hope that instinct kicks in and that he's going to be able to doggy paddle his way however far to the shore? We clearly know that it is a long, long way by the end of the episode. Uh, is he going to stand by? Is he going to try and find a transport on, on this, on this Island somewhere? I, if, if Andy circus does not win something for this performance, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I could, I could see the possible one I could see is guest, 
best yeah. guest actor yes. in a in a miniseries yes. or series. Yeah. I could see them going miniseries because they're playing fast and loose with those rules. But guest, yeah. like if, guest if he is not yeah. at the very least, I think he deserves to win. But if he is not at least nominated, that is. Oh, I, a, I, I oh, think Skarsgård should be nominated for supporting actor. Just yeah. full out. Absolutely. Yeah. I just I'm I'm just blown no, away. I, I agree with you. It's absolutely remarkable. And it's heartbreaking to see the look on. And, and we and I'm going to get to this on a little bit also because we can't. There's so many amazing characters and performances in this that I kind of sometimes lose sight of Diego Luna, who is the foundation that all of this is built on. Without him, this none of this would work. And we care about Kino because Cassian is the Mount Cassian cares, and the look on his face as he's getting pulled off. He has come to rely on this person. He's come to enjoy this or or lean upon this relationship and thought it was in it for the long haul. You know. Yeah, one absolutely. way out and it's together. And if I'm going to go out, I'm going out with Andy Serkis by my side. It's something absolutely. I say all the time. Matt Romano, um, we were laying odds last week that this, you know, Kino drawing this fight is him signing his death warrant, not living through this episode. But we don't see him die. It's yeah, he yeah, can't swim and he's left on the edge. But and they are not just going to leave that thread dangling. They are not. No. This is not that show. So I'm curious what you think about that as well as every your take on everything that we just said. For live coverage of all of these thoughts, Matt Romano. Ah, all right. Well, real quick, you know, I think that, yeah, Andy Serkis deserves all the awards. And, like, all the fear that you were seeing in his eyes, I almost thought, like, it wasn't even that he couldn't swim. It was, like, a fear of water. Like, he was, yeah. like, afraid. Like, and, the, and, the, and I just thought about, like, maybe he, like, being, what is, like, if you're afraid of water, like what could be your biggest fear being surrounded by water and being stuck in that prison, knowing that he couldn't escape via swim. That's why he did what he did and became, and rose up as the, you know, the leader of the inmates is because his only way out was being a good prisoner and getting out like the right way, because he, he knew that if he tried to escape himself, he was gonna be terrified of the water. He was never going to get out. He was never going to swim away. So there's all that. Then the fact that he's left alive at the end Absolutely, we're going to see him again. And you know who's going to find him? Dedra and Cyril. They're going to need to interrogate him. Tell us what you know about this man, Andor. That's what I see. Yes. Happening. A little dangling thread to connect. Because they're going to come looking for him. Once they realize it's like, oh, this person we've been looking for has been locked up in one of our prisons the entire time. Exactly. Um, Who knew him? Oh, the guy they got left behind. Maybe you should go to the prison and find him once we're done with Spellhouse. Um, yes. Well, I, I think that's interesting, Matt, as much as I really am, am done with Cyril Karn and his stupid-ass tie. Um, <laughs> his, oh, you know. This stalking motherfucker can just sit on this and rotate, but I think that's interesting. Um, okay, so let's talk about Stellan. Let's talk about Luthen. Um, let's talk about Luthen, baby. It's the alternate version of the song they never released. There's just, as we've already said, masterclass of writing and acting here with uh, for this character, but also um, also from Robert M's in the role of role of Lonnie Young. Matt, we were talking about this guy, Dedra Miro's little imperial assistant last week and yeah. how we thought he was gunning for her job. I thought that all through this episode and thought, yep. well, she's going to have to take care of him. Turns out, no, he's 
he's an Imperial's, I'm the spy. He's an Imperial spy <laughs> and has been this entire time. He was planted there by Luthen. He's been there a long time to the point where he's a father now. Missed, I'm assuming, missed the birth, missed getting the cigars. And mm-hmm. he tells Luthen about this ongoing thing that gets dropped by Partagas and everyone else, Spellhouse, and what is afoot with Anto Krieger and Dedra's little plan here. And I at least thought, I don't know about you guys, but thought that Luthen would say, okay, I'm going to take that info. We're going to stop this from happening. Mm. That's not what he does. Instead, Mm -hmm. he says, it's the opposite. It made me think the opposite of Cassian's line from Rogue One will make one man feel like 100. Luthen at this is pretty much saying 100 men is not as important as this one man. So Mm -hmm. we're going to kill 100 men to save one. It's not, that's a little labored, but whatever. Lonnie embedded here is more important. So making the ISB think that there's no leaks, that everything's ship shape, no problem, is more valuable to him. So he's just going to let the plan happen. He's going to let Krieger and 100 rebels just die. He's going to sacrifice their lives to keep the info flowing. He's not letting, again, similar to what you were saying, Caitlin. Why did my voice just go up like this? Similar to what you were saying, Caitlin and Bush, about Mon Mothma not wanting to make a choice for her own daughter. Mm. He's making a choice for Krieger and his entire rebel cell here. Yeah, he has he has no problem sacrificing not him not just himself but everyone that he is associated he's, with. He's past that point, and I think he's the most far gone. And I think that's probably why he gets along with Saw. Yeah, he's possibly the only one on the show who's as extreme and will make these, yeah, these choices like this. But he is going to sacrifice their lives to keep the info flowing. He knows what this makes him, too, because he says, I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And then he oh, adds, I share my dreams with ghosts. I share my dreams uh, with ghosts. Uh, Oh, that was my favorite. One. Thoughts oh, that, on that, this uh, development, this speech, <laughs> this performance, Spellhouse, everything, Caitlin and Bush. Just like dry heaving sounds. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the 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 visual, the the way that Skarsgård delivers this is. Mind, I I went back and I masterclass. So if you want to sound a mind blown, please do. Mind blown, mind blown, please. Oh my god, the 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 chills. I I rewatched this about three times. I think just went back to watch the way that his cape flutters. As I said earlier, the most dramatic cape since Darth Vader. I think in the Star Wars universe. Would you put it above Krennic? Would you put it above uh, our screaming critic? That's would. a good, yeah. No, I would. That's I would. a good cape, yeah. I, I I love that. That's a that's an interesting thought, CMB. Because it's, no wig. it's subtle. He's himself in this. No costume. Yeah. He's just no costume. No wigs. It's, it's just him. It's subtle. It is. It, it's it's yeah. it's intimidating. The 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 um, simplicity of the set around him. The starkness. The metal. The the darkness it, he has become one with this environment this this the lower echelons of coruscant that have that have changed him that had that he has embraced and he has gone from this respectable you know uppity hoity toity like museum cleric to this man who is Willing to sacrifice literally everything, and you just you feel it in your bones, and it is 
it's the same passion with which uh, Andy Serkis delivers his monologue in this episode, but it is the end results instead of being inspiring, it instills a level of dread that you also can't help but really admire and want to be a part of because you want to know what that kind of dedication to something feels like at the end of the day. I think you're right about that. Absolutely. And I think he knows he's making monstrous choices. He's long ago resigned that he's, this is what he has to be to get the job done to fight monsters. We must create monsters. Mm. He is the monster himself. And he knows his, his time is limited. As he says, he's made his mind a sunless space, but he also, his whole setup here. And that was, I forgot to point out, it's not level 1313, but he's on the lower depths of Coruscant, which I know, Matt Romano, I know. Ooh, you I love me some depths like, of uh, you, Coruscant. You, yeah. I, know, I know you do. I um, love me some lower depths. I, I loved his whole <laughs> way of getting him up here. It's like, okay, if, there's a, if you're being coerced or something in the earpiece, press this number on the elevator. Otherwise, just write it up. The, the nesting dolls of plans and plots he's got going on is really impressive. Yeah, I love it. And he's always yep. 15 levels away. So they think they're going to capture Axis. They're not. And this is, again, yeah. this is this is the fulcrum playbook being written. And mm-hmm. I just, you, you always. The you, OG, you love, the OG. Yeah, you love an actor for so long, and I have. I've been a fan of his for so long. And then we've talked about this on the show before as well, how it's when actors surprise you and you're like, I didn't know you could also do that. And mm. he's just skyrocketed to become now one of my favorite characters, not just on the show, but in star Wars period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- yeah. Thoughts on, 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 on the talented Mr. Skarsgård, this speech elevators, the lower depths and Luth and rail, Matt Romano. Ah, uh, no, this, this, this whole scene was, was beautiful. And like you, you get, I got a little bit of a, like a, a captain Benjamin Cisco vibe in the pale moonlight, you know, like, Ooh. am I okay with it? Um, because I can live with it. I can live with it. I am okay with it. You know, just like oh. the guys that are willing to make, like you said, those like really hard choices and the make monsters to beat monsters, you know, and then and, and on every you you just you just made me start to tear up a little bit. Man. I know, I know, I knew I would. I oh, knew I would. I didn't. Mean, I didn't draw that you know comparison in zest. You know, that's you my know. number one fave. <laughs> it's one of my, It's also mine out of the entire DS Nine series. You know that, but that moment just made me think. You know, and also like I, I got like a, a little bit of a Batman theatrics vibe from Luthen. Like you know, yeah, he's all about the theatrics. Batman. Like he's yeah. keeping up like an image of himself. Yeah, you, were you waiting for Lo- for Lonnie to turn back and he's just gone? Someone's like, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does it's that. like with the cape, with the cape and the yeah. he's an ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as Luth and I can't do anything, but as a symbol, yeah. a right. guy in a cape as and a staff that extends, I can do it. Yeah, I can be elemental. I don't know. I have very too many Luth and rails. Um, 
But you, but you got to give Scars got all the awards. Beautiful scene. I loved this. Everything just was every award. Gorgeous. Yeah, every Grammy award. Good for yeah, the, every award. He's an EGOT winner for this. The VMA scene. Yeah. for best video of the year. Director. <laughs> he's the first person in history to EGOT for a single scene. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. EGOT it for a single scene. He also got M- the MTV award best kiss. He didn't even kiss anybody. Kiss no, me. Best kiss. Screen. Kissing the script. He and Robert Pattinson are gonna pretend to kiss at one point. Like. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's good. And, and they're just retroactively, and it's like, because we never exactly. had the sense to before, we're going to give some awards to Avery Brooks for In the Pale Moon. And you know what? Let's slime him with the Nickelodeon ooze, too, while we're at it. <laughs> He'd be a good sport about it. He'd be a good sport. He'd be good about it. Yeah. Slime. Slime. People He's called this off Slime, of me. Yeah. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, he also says, and he says, slime. I need all the heroes I can get. I, I felt like he said that with the melancholy, knowing is like that he is not a hero anymore. But yeah. there's oh, no, still hope yeah. for some others. And it's no coincidence that we then cut yeah. to a beautiful shot of under, what was it, like four or five moons or something on Narkina yeah, 5. Know, a lot of moons. Cassian yeah. and Melshi, who I'm assuming his new BFF, Best buddy. running, yep. running off on the sand. Do you think we're in for a little Cassian Melshi friends for life action next episode, Caitlin Ambush? I hope so. Yeah. Give, me, give me friendship. Give me a friendship board of, born of hardship. Yeah. They're forged Great. in friendship, these two, I think. Absolutely. Forged in, forged in, forged forged in, fire. in fire. A friendship yeah. forged in fire. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there is nothing better. You guys, you guys, you know this. There is, There are very oh, few yeah. friendships that are better than the friendships that you make in a toxic work environment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You nailed it. <laughs> very well said. I, I was going to make well a comment that friendship forged in fire is nice alliteration, but yours is better. Yeah. Um, so one more thing to note, I think along the way we may have floated the idea that what are they building in this place that mm-hmm. it might be nothing, nothing important. They're just keeping them busy. But I don't think that's true. I think recent new new has come to light um, because these sentences, as we know, are bogus. We know nobody gets out. And I don't think that's because these people are dangerous. None of these people have re- probably haven't done anything. We know the Cassian sentences is, is nothing. It's it's not even real. I think they're providing free labor, making whatever the hell these things are. And in this time period, it is a very safe assumption that it is Death Star related. Do you think I'm close that Cassian in a small way has helped to build like a 100 little metal star things that are for the Death Star, which he will eventually contribute to the destruction of open to open to the floor? Just curious. I, you know. I think so, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, it would be really cool if he was building parts for the Death Star. I mean, it makes it makes sense. What, what it makes sense? Part, you know, it, 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 the only other thing is like, okay, tie interceptors, which haven't really been greenlit, but we need a lot of these metal star right, things, like, or for the what Imperial other are Christmas. They, what, pageant, what else are they like producing at this this rate? Like, what else could they be building yeah, right. or using that they would? You know, it makes sense. It really does. I like to think he's building the exhaust port. Oh, the exhaust, the exhaust port. port. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that's what excellent. Doing, yeah. That's yeah. my that is my headcanon. That's my headcanon now. Is that is that D, that uh, that Cassian Andor was helping build a million exhaust ports? Yes, <laughs> exactly. It comes exactly yeah. from from Galen Erso, and he's like, "Well, I'm just why make one when you can make a million? Um, <laughs> exactly. Interesting, interesting. General thoughts on. Something you loved in this episode that we haven't touched on. I'm sure there's some because there's just so much in here. Matt Romano, anything that hasn't been touched on? 
Uh, I don't know. To be honest, guys, this episode just turned me to mush. Like, you know, mm, I, I was uh, I was on the edge of my seat this episode. I, you know, I we mentioned all those scenes that just all deserve all the awards. The Mon Mothma scene. I like, you know, that 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 the dialogue in that scene. The subtlety. Skarsgård's acting. Circus is acting. I don't know. This was uh, this is some premium <laughs> Star Wars. My Genevieve friends. O'Reilly, Diego Luna, everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, we, we like I said this last week too, like that. And you, we did talk about Cassie in this episode, but we always neglect to just be like how good Cassie is. Diego is. is like he just uh, fits so well all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sweet so I don't know. Diego. I, I uh, sadly, I feel half my commentary for this season has been, oh, it's so good, I love it. But that's really it. That's all I got. Half your commentary's yeah. been Cyril's great. Um, yeah, well, yeah, him too. Yeah. Cereal looks, cereal looks delicious. Um, I missed him this week. Yeah, and it is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sweet boy. And nice, that's sweet, sweet the boy. one person that has said that so far. Cyril, <laughs> um, nobody misses him, Matt Romano. Um, him and his stupid ass tie. Well, it's also worth saying we do check in on Ferrix very briefly. Cinta's still monitoring yes, yeah, things, yeah, and it yeah. sounds like Marva Andor not doing so well. So I think we're going we'll, back there. Well, next, next, we're next definitely. Time. But if you heard, there's a uh, the time wrangler still banging away. So at least he's still going. Oh, I was happy about that. Good. I heard him and I was like, well, those things still getting banged on. Same Take question to you. Take keeps on ticking. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> old watch. Well, anything, anything else uh, that, that you want to point out, Caitlin on Bush? Uh, I think the, the one thing I kept, my mind kept catching on after I watched this episode today uh, was this idea of, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know what, happened to Kino we don't I think we're we're never meant to know what did happen to him I think it's going to be an eternal mystery uh however I I mourn the fact that in that moment with him and Cassian working together that in Kino like a rebellion leader was born in that moment if he had managed to get off of this prison if he had managed to to reach people who he could have allied with, that man would have been a hellion. He would have commanded legions. He would have inspired so many people. And I, I just, I want to take a second to mourn that because the, the performance that he put on was like a, a, a general of a, of a military, a giant army level performance, you know, <laughs> it would have so been a lo- just, alongside yeah. Dodonna, Reikian, Maydeen, yep. Akbar, yep. Mon Mothma he, herself he would have been, been, been helping right next to lead the charge for a generation kind of thing. And that do makes a, me that made me really sad. You do a better job than that shithead General Draven. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> General Doesn't Draven. take much. Right, guys? All right. Yeah. Well, while while I have you, Caitlin and Bush, favorite character in this episode? I will because um, I'm sensing it's, if it's, you had to choose it's, just one, it would be Kino. Kino. It's Kino. It's Kino. It's Kino. He is the standout of this episode. My God, in my he's mind. been the standout. Yeah. I, th- I think he's. For, I think we've we've been saying yeah. we but we both we've met, been saying we both Kino, said Kino for a while. Last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, been yeah. the standout of the entire prison arc. I think, yeah. which is just the way the show just does Andy it. Circus. Is they did it with the heist and they did it again here. It's the build up episodes are no less exciting. But they when the when the explosion happens, it is so earned and it's mm-hmm. so satisfying. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. even just the setting up is amazing. But then when it finally happens and they pulled it off twice now. So I know. 
Character of the episode, Matt Romano, are you going Kino? Are you going to switch it up? <laughs> it's got to be Cyril. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, it would have to be, I would, it has to be Kino, but I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to go with Ham. Ham? You're going to go Ham? You guys know Ham? Do you yeah. guys know Ham? No, Ham is, is ham, a character. I know. I know, but okay. is Ham, is ham going to be I'm your glup shitto? I'm, yeah, I'm my glustido. Yes. So, Kaylin, Ham is one of the guys at the table. His name is Ham. It's very, you know, uh, you, mi- you miss it quick. He's Matt caught it because it's food related. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. yes. He's got the crazy eyes, but he's one of the guys that runs into like room two or five and is like, you know, okay. get out. You know what? <laughs> I respect. Considering Star Wars's <laughs> long love for bit characters, yes, absolutely. Yep. I respect this. Well, you had oh. Ham, you got Zal. Zol dies. Zol got. Yep. Zol dies. Zol does blaster, die. Yeah. And Brian, I got to bring back one more point, and I had to, I forgot to ask you guys not well, to like. Just uh, if, if we can stay on Ham for a minute, what does Ham do that you love so much? I'm just. I don't know. He's got some crazy eyes. He's cool. I like him. I, and his name is okay. Ham. I, I don't need any more than that. Yeah. I was just okay. That's it. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. The vibes are real. So anyway, that's it. That's I'm just. <laughs> Did you guys also catch that uh, the name of Luthen's ship is yeah, the, the Fondor? Fondor. Yes, we've, we've, we've talked about this the first time they said it many episodes ago. Yeah, did they really? Did they yeah. say it? We we oh, we right. did. I remember that. Yeah, oh. it was in it was it was in, in one the of the episodes show? of the show that you are currently on. <laughs> Get out of here! All right, Fondor, <laughs> cannon, cannon, fire! Yeah. It's, all right. cool. it's already cannon. Okay, cool. I know you listen to the show because you edit it together and everything. It's but... All right. Oh, I'm um, like half dead when I edit these episodes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's like, day. no, I'm just, we, we kid because we love, but yes, we have, we have, uh, okay, good. Well, anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm just going to say Luthen. Um, I, it's breaks my, of course, it's, it's probably Kino, but I just, uh, fell in love with the final speech. Want to learn it and do it for auditions. And that's going to get me nowhere. But, you know, who, who knows? I'll memorize it anyway. Have it in my I back pocket. With that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Oh, my God. Look at this. Calm. Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and that'll take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. A lot of messages this week from all over the place. Some all over on, the place. All over the place. Some, hey. Yeah. hey, some on our Instagram messages. I actually went in there finally. Um, yes, yeah, we're getting I, a I lot of messages. In there. I know. I haven't been slacking. Answered some yeah. on our on our DMs and Twitter, and then realized I, th- I thought they were mine, and then realized okay, no, I'm in the sh- I'm in the wrong. With the wrong account. <laughs> well, it's, thanks I for was, checking. I was in the show you know, account. And so, yeah. and, so, and so I went and it was like, by the way, this is Brian. <laughs> um, I saw that. Anyway, yeah. so, so on Instagram, Tom Misrobian asks, can Yoda take over the spoiler klaxon duties? Ha ha, duties. End quote. <laughs> I don't okay. know. That's interesting. Um, Sound the klaxon I could. Speak weirdly I do. Freak I am. Um, so oh, maybe... <laughs> Uh, that's what it's turning into. Kidding. Yeah, my, look, my 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 Yoda needs work. Uh, but but maybe I don't know. I think uh, Edie Karn might want to keep the job for a little bit. But yeah, I like not that. if another listener has their way. Also on Instagram, a listener named Lee 
spelled L-E-I-G-H. They say, I want Werner, in quotes, back. Um, Lee, you sound really great. Um, I'd love... <laughs> I'd love nothing more than to bring Werner back, but I think I've been transparent in that, you know, he's in this frozen yurt. I'm trying to really help. A yurt. Um, yeah. Frozen yurt. Yeah. Frozen yurt. Um, yeah. Not frozen yogurt. Please, please, don't make a fuss. I'm just plain yogurt. Um, oh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Even with yurt, strawberries. Yurt. Yeah, yurt. Um, we're trying, <laughs> Lee. Uh, but, but Lee also said some very nice things about the podcast, and one of us in particular, it's not me. Um, and, uh, we just want to really thank you for writing in and just know that we are really big fans of you. Matt and I are, and I, I think Caitlin and Bush might be, I'm, I'm pretty fun as well. I'm, sure. I'm pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty good. I mean, you're pretty good. I mean, this come is on. my mother. In case anyone is wondering, this is my mother. <laughs> okay. He's talking about I was, my mother. I was yeah, that, that is, so. uh, uh, Caitlin's mother. No, and she was lovely. I was talking to her in, on the DMs. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Caitlin's and, mom slid into so the DMs. Yeah. You, you might say, um, Caitlin's mother, what? She had this to say about Werner Herzog. I would like to see more of that character. So there we yep. go. She knows what yeah. she's um, talking about. It's but true. also on Instagram, um, we have GD underscore Cosplan made a comment. And they say, I would have to say, words cannot describe how much of a spark you guys have been in my life. I don't have anyone to share my love of Star Wars with, so you guys are it. Each month, I have a crazy long drive I have to take. And I spend most of that drive listening to you. I don't have the opportunity to listen as episodes come out, so I save them specifically for my drive. Love you guys. Hashtag many boats. I got to tell you, we love getting messages like this. We don't always read them on the air, but this one I felt compelled to because I just want to let you know, you know, we're really happy to be there for you. And it's really an honor that you take that time. And, and if that's something that you need and, and you enjoy what we do or whatever, it's it's an honor for us to be there. And, and it's not, it's not sometimes you don't have other friends to, to talk about something, a passion of yours with. So if we can kind of fill that void, we love it. Don't we guys? We'll be, we'll be your friends that, that talk about star Wars endlessly. And while it's not much of a back and forth, we can just, you know, you know, uh, the pile over you and, and, 100% just steamroll you the entire time as we talk about Star Wars instead. Yeah. It's great. I'm just glad that you can go on these long road trips and not, and listen to us and not veer the car off the side of the road, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Right off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. I would. I'd be like, after so this episode, my dreams are full of ghosts. Hard I right turn. Really, I really apologize. Uh, I very much hope that you are driving safely because I apologize yes. on our behalf. Yes, yes. And drive safely. And that, yeah, anybody that goes for everybody. Hours that goes for us. everybody. Yeah. Please do yeah. drive safely. I don't know if there are a lot of ads for the opposite. Yeah. Um, it would yeah. be weird if there drive were. Drive dangerously. Yeah, it's it's not something we condone. We here at Return of the Pot are firmly behind the entire idea of safe driving. Um, but with that, I'm going to throw it over to <laughs> Mailman Matt, because I understand. I have heard a little rumor, if you will, yeah. that yeah. there is something in the mailbag. Am I, am There's right? something in the mailbag again. Lots of messages, voicemails, all that stuff. We only have time for one voicemail. So one the voicemail. listener voicemail. Yeah. yeah, One voicemail. And by the way, yeah, did, I, we, did we even do the, hey, we're in the mailbag. <laughs> Yeah, all right. There yeah. we go. We forgot the horses. You're the one in charge of the, the horse show. <laughs> so, yeah. so we got one voicemail in the mailbag, and that is uh, uh, Padawan uh, John Romano. 
That's right. Romano? Romano. Is this a relation, Matthew? No relation. I was going to say, this is turning into a real family, real talk affair. (laughs) (laughs) Romano is like the smith of uh, Italian names. So uh, Uh, I'm going to throw it over to John Romano. You learn something new every day. You do. John, what do you got? What do you got, John? Hey, guys. I just wanted to leave a voicemail saying thank you for the awesome podcast. Every week I look forward to listening to them, and I've been a fan since you guys were Job of the Pod. Um, It's literally my go-to podcast or, I guess, anything Star Wars after I watch an episode. And I always feel included because my last name shares the same last name as Matt. Um, My last name is Romano. Spelled the same way, R-O-M-A-N-O. So I always find that cool. But you guys do what I love. Talk about Star Wars, which I love dearly, and inspire me to want to eventually create my own YouTube channel or podcast talking about Star Wars. But unfortunately, I don't know many friends that might want to do that with me, but I might try one day. Uh, But keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. And um, I love coming and listening to your podcast while I do my daily tasks at home and just laugh with you guys because you guys are hilarious. So uh, thank you so much for the podcast and I can't wait for next week. And there you go, John Romano. Oh, oh that's really, we really that's kind so of filled sweet. this up with, with just love and praise for ourselves. No, but I, I would, I would <laughs> encourage did. you if he, wants, it, if he wants to start, yeah. but he wants I, to start his own podcast here. He has a lovely voice. Or YouTube, I think you he know, should, YouTube. Yeah. I think he should start one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes surprisingly little. Um, as, as we are evidence of. Um, so, yeah. And What's your plenty. take? It's really good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Your take sucks. Um, and, and, yeah, so so it's it's encouraged. If you want to get creative like that, that's that's what Star Wars does best, especially, and we talk about this all the time, but aside from the lightsabers, the blasters, the force, of which this episode had almost none, there's minimal blasters, there's no space battle, but it was so inspiring. And it inspires mm. inspired me anyway to want to go out and 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 do some good. And if someone's struggling, pick them up and move them along with me, as Kino says. That's what Star Absolutely. Wars does best. So any way that yeah. you want to celebrate, and that's and everything else is just wonderful as well. But that's what yeah. Star Wars is is for me, and I think it's what it is for us. John, you got you got you got three followers right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. So if you want to take if if this if Star Wars inspires you and you want to go on and spread that message and be positive and 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 great with that then then go for it. And you got 3 followers and Matt just signed us all up but for this arranged marriage, I guess. It's Are, are we on Chandrilla? <laughs> um no, but we, we did. We did. We the Romano we, dynasty. We absolutely hey, would have Romanos. agreed. Romanos. We might want to do a 23 me and see what's going on. Network yeah. and that's yeah. right. All of all of your worst <laughs> nightmares have come true. Um <laughs> I don't know about Matt, but John Romano, I can get, I can get on board with that. Um, yeah, John Romano, he knows no, what he's talking about. Yeah. We got the captain here, but here comes the Commodore. Uh, with oh, that, no. we're going to buckle off, but join us next week where we'll continue Ooh. to cover Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter for now. Please use Twitter. Instagram and Facebook and TikTok <laughs> at Return of the Pod. By the way, Matt, thanks so much. A lot of responses to your little meme last week of um oh, yeah. of I, I didn't know you found my voice so torturous <laughs> well you know it's just the show in general i mean it was your voice oh that yeah it just happened to be just my scream. voice yeah 
Um, yeah, I'd yeah, be yeah. like, just wait, I'll get, I'll get back, but I don't yeah. know how to do what you did, so there will be no. For listeners not knowing what we're talking about, head over to uh, yeah, our page on Twitter. If you and really like the uh, Dedro yeah. Bix torture scene, then this will ruin. It. <laughs> um, if you watched it, it was like this is great. I'd love that idiot host from Return of the Pod to be involved some way. Well, Matt will grant your wish. This episode is going um, to check it out. But you can yeah. find us all those places at Return of the Pod. You can visit our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails such as the one you just heard. You can visit returnofthepod.store. Guys, you know, the holidays are right they around. Are merchandise is coming. They it's are coming. approaching. They are approaching. We know this. 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 And why not spend them at returnofthepod.store? There's so many good things. Stocking stuffers, big presents, a return of the pod sled, you know? Uh, we don't have that. The sled's, uh, the sled's not Not yet, stuff. we don't, yeah. but <laughs> just wait. No, uh, we probably won't have that. But you can buy all kinds of other merchandise and lackluster mugs because merchandising. 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 And you can also find us directly if you're very, very lucky with a song in your heart and no ghosts in your dreams, every so often you might peek a few seconds of Caitlin and Bush where? You can find me very rarely and probably for not much longer with a, at least a verified account on Twitter at at Caitlin M. Bush at C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. That's right. Caitlin Bush loses her check mark. She's gone. Hey. <laughs> but you know who gets a check mark? Me and my $8. I'm verified and cool now. See, you know what? Instead of spending $8 for that, why not spend it why at returnofthepod.store? Pod.store. Where, yeah, you know, you can find actual physical things that you can yeah. touch and play with and stick on things, you know. If you love spending $8, spend $16. Spend $24. Spend $16. The math keeps mathing. Matt Matt Romano, I'll be there. It doesn't matter whether you're verified or not, but you can absolutely still be found on Twitter until that ship sinks. But what's your handle there and everywhere else? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'll find me on like level 1313 of Twitter at at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. The man is still on AOL, I think, so you'll never get him out of Montana. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spark.